Hey folks, it's Jared. My guest this week is Ebaloa George Ojoami, and we're discussing challenges in West African waters. This episode was edited and produced by Andrew Frame. Here at SimSec, we aim to further international maritime security through an exchange of ideas and the rigor of critical thought and writing. If you haven't already, please check out simsec.org for new articles on the most important maritime topics. If you'd like to contribute to the discussion, check out the Write for SimSec tab to learn how you can submit articles for publication. Finally, I want to take the opportunity to recommend our partners in the SimSec Podcast Network, the Bilge Pumps. You can find Alex, Jamie, Drack, and a pile of iron brew bottles wherever you download your podcasts. And with that, Kimber's men. You're listening to Sea Control, hosted by the Center for International Maritime Security. Aloha, shamates, and welcome back aboard Sea Control. My guest today is Ibaloit George Ojoami, and we're going to be discussing his article for International Security Journal entitled Security Challenges in West Africa. You'll be able to find a link to the journal article in the show notes. Ibaloa, welcome. Could you please tell the audience a little bit more about your background? Okay, thank you very much for having me. My name is Ebaloa George Ojoami, and I'm very, very excited to be here on the Sea Control podcast. I have a very robust background in security, unmanned technology and research analysis, also in operation management as well. I've had the privilege of working with organization in the maritime security space where I conducted in-depth research and produced a um, series of security reports in the West Africa region. I'm also a member across multiple professional associations like the Gulf of Guinea Maritime Institute, also the African Navy Research Network. I also have a handful of volunteer engagements, be it in research, mental health, advocacy, or ocean conservation. In addition, I have also some couple of publications and I've actively contributed to research papers. My educational background is from the Maritime Academy of Nigeria, Oron, and I'm very, very happy to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, do you have some operational background as well with the uh, Nigerian Navy? I do not have any direct affiliation with the Nigerian Navy yet. However, during my experience working in private maritime security firms, certain security services offered required the collaboration with the Nigerian Navy. And in those instances, I did more of a back-end support to the security escort where I carried out tracking of the client vessels and the security escort vessel, which included the Navy team as well. I helped in the transit of the naval team from the Navy base to embarkation of um, the team on the client vessel at the Anchorage area. I also handled position as a communication officer on a lot of security operations. Well, let's get into your article then. You started by discussing what types of crime that you're typically seeing in West African waters, and you mentioned a decrease in piracy, but an increase in sea robbery. So how are you differentiating between those acts? And then what do you think is the cause of the decrease slash increase that you wrote about? Let me start with a small overview of the security status in West Africa. So the Gulf of Guinea has been one of the major top global discussion about maritime security in the world. And cutting across threats from IUU fishing to oil theft, which are then our major focus, which is piracy and sea robbery, things I would like to highlight to further expand on piracy and the differences between piracy and, and sea robbery. Now, we have first one, the theft from vessels, which is taking um, properties on by stealth, means it's very opportunistic. Second is robbery at sea, which is quite different. This has to do with more of confrontation from the robbers to, to the vessel and the crew members where there's use of force or threat of force. 
Then we also have hijacking. We have kidnapping. Media publications would identify every crime incident in West Africa as piracy, which is very, very untrue. Under the UNCLOS definition of piracy, piracy are actually offenses that happen outside the territorial waters of any state. It's not just in sea robbery. There was a decrease in piracy and it also moved to sea robbery and other maritime threats as well because we've seen more of cases of oil theft in the West Africa region sometimes this year. Also, drug trafficking this year. The causes of decrease can be associated with uh, the increased military presence in the waterways, which is more of of our patrol. Coastal significantly boosted up their capabilities by investing more mission vessels, more capacity capacity building trains for their personnel. We've also seen more foreign aid into um, this part of the world, the Gulf of Guinea, from organizations like the UN, EU, also from the United States, where we offer uh, even joint uh, Navy exercises. Let's say, for example, 2022, we had the Game exercise, which in drill that had to do with a lot of the regional navies in the Gulf of Guinea. Speaking about the causes of increase in CROB, I would like to talk about the adaptations by criminals. Now, let's say, for example, a lot of threats that happen out there involve so much risk. Actually, I'm even mixing up two points together. There's so much risk involved in actual piracy, which is offshore. This is a cross-border crime, so you have to deal with so much punishment. So we see these perpetrators move from the deeper sea into the not-so-deeper sea, where they can easily escape into the shores. They can easily... Um, targets the vessels says they are very close to the shores. Every threat that happens at sea starts from land, and for every form of um, disturbance or poor economic situation that happens, individuals are more likely to any form of activity that can bring out quick money. So you see, individuals who might most likely be former seafarers because there's actually a from a, one of a very very small research finding that I did within the coastal environment or the riverine communities. I noticed that some individuals who are actually perpetrators in maritime crime do have some maritime education. Perhaps they are former seafarers. Perhaps they have individuals with uh, military experiences. They are specialists, sometimes fishermen. Even women as well act as informants and spies for these um, robbers or pirates. You see women going to sensitive into maritime environment like the jetties or the ports and go to people with sensitive information and extract their to give to the organizations. Now, another key thing I would like to highlight is we can agree that in the West African region, a lot of crimes that happen is actually organized crimes from organized criminal groups where we have three or more individuals working together to want to commit serious offenses to obtain um, financial benefits or materialistic benefits. So yes, the adaptation of the criminals is a point to consider in the increase of sea robbery. Another thing to consider is the low risk and the high reward. Another thing to consider is political and social stability. So you spent quite a bit of space writing about potential roles for uncrewed systems. I know that's where a lot of your background is. UA- UAVs, USVs, in combating this maritime crime. Are any of those systems already in use? And what roles do you foresee for those systems? Systems have the potential to play a significant role in converting maritime crime in the Gulf of Guinea. These systems offer several advantages over traditional assets such as um, aircraft. I would like to just briefly highlight some advantages of 
based on crude systems, which include extended endurance, unmanned systems, or on crude systems can operate for extended period of time without needing to refuel or return to base, making them ideal for long-range surveillance and patrol missions. Another advantage is reduced risk to personnel. These unmanned systems can operate in hazardous environments such as rough seas or areas with potentials for armed confrontation without putting humans' life at risk. Another advantage is enhanced situational awareness. UAVs and UOS can be equipped with payloads which include different kinds of sensors like high-resolution cameras, radars, sonars, providing real-time data on maritime activities. Another advantage is lower operational cost, which is highlighting on crude systems which can be operated with fewer personnel and require less maintenance than traditional manned vessels and aircraft. Overall, while on crude systems are still in the early stages for development and deployment for maritime security application, there has been some promising pilot projects in the Gulf of Guinea. For example, Nigeria procured um, UAVs through the DWC project, which was established on the 10th June 2021. These systems have been integrated to combat maritime crime. In October 2022, Ghana acquired UAVs as well for use to enhance patrolling and uh, protection of its maritime borders. This project showcased the growing significance of uncrewed system in the region. I do foresee several potentials for unmanned system in combating maritime crime in the Gulf of Guinea. One of the many potential rules I foresee are surveillance and monitoring, where this unmanned system can be used to patrol large areas of the ocean, providing real-time data on maritime activities. This data can be used to identify and track potential threats, such as pirate vessels or illegal fishing boats. Another rule I do foresee is target tracking and interception, where this online system can be used to track and intercept potential threats, providing a persistent presence in areas of high risk. And this can potentially bring a transition from um, the security operations from being reactive to becoming proactive, as we do have highs in the sky constantly um, transmitting real-time data. Another potential um, rule I do foresee is support for law enforcement operation, where these online systems can be used to provide support, such as communication relay. Another rule I do foresee is evidence gathering, which is equipping this unmanned system with high-resolution cameras to record and collect um, evidence for maritime crimes. Perhaps this could potentially change the dynamics of prosecuting maritime criminals. In the past, it may have been difficult to gather evidence of maritime crime as they do occur in remote areas, and witnesses might be afraid to, or, re- or they might be reluctant to come forward to attest to such uh, events. Other rules I could see are also search and rescue missions, pollution monitoring, and also border control. However, there are possible challenges existing that might be hindrance to full-scale integration of these uncrewed systems, which are regulation problems, 
um, privacy concerns, operational limits of this equipment as well. And resolving these issues are necessary to enhance their full potential. The current usage of unmanned technology in the West Africa has definitely laid down a strong foundation for future growth. While challenges remain, I'm very optimistic that we would see a much more effective utilization of these unquote systems in enhancing maritime security and ensuring a safe maritime environment in the West Africa. You're also calling for an intelligence-based approach to combating maritime crime. What do you mean by that, and what resources exist to execute that strategy? Maritime security refers to a proactive and information-driven strategy aimed at identifying and addressing security threats in the West African region. It involves, or it typically involves, this systematic collection, analysis, and dissemination of relevant data to enable well-informed decision-making. There are key elements of this approach, which includes robust data collection, in-depth analysis, threat analysis, or threat assessment, and sharing critical information among stakeholders, such as law enforcement, industry actors, international organizations. The core principle of this intelligence-based approach is to harness actionable intelligence to pinpoint potential threats and prevent criminal activities before they occur. This approach prioritizes the utilization of various intelligence gathering techniques, which includes human intelligence. This involves gathering information from human sources. We have signal intelligence, which involves um, intercepting and analyzing electronic communication, such as um, trans- radio transmission, satellite transmissions. These are to gain insight into criminal planning, coordination, and movements. We also have um, another type of um, gathering technique is geospatial intelligence, which involves analyzing sa- um, satellite imagery for um, real-time monitoring. Um, we have radar systems, EIS data. All of this is to identify um, maritime activities like um, vessel movement, illegal fishing operations, um, potential transshipment points for illicit drugs as well. Another gathering technique is uh, open source intelligence. This, is, this involves gathering information from um, publicly available sources such as news, articles, social media forums to pick um, identify threats potential criminal um, network and communication patterns as well. Speaking about resources, to execute this strategy, a wide range of resources must be utilized, which may include maritime domain awareness systems, advanced surveillance technology such as drones or manned systems, and analytical AI-integrated software application to interpret the data collected uh, another resource is dedicated maritime coordination centers in the region to serve as hubs for intelligence dissemination. As far as this concept, challenges do exist, and this, so examples of these challenges include um, limited resources, data quality issues, legal constraints. However, there are active working solutions to address some of these challenges. For instance, the development of standardized data sharing protocols, 
and increased investment in technology are promising solutions as well. An intelligence-based approach is a dynamic and forward-looking strategy to secure the West African region by effective gathering, analyzing, and sharing intelligence there can be better equipment to tackle maritime crime. As the intelligence-based approach is a multifaceted approach that relies on technology, collaboration, and expertise, and I remain optimistic about the potentials of the strategy to enhance maritime security in the West African region. Now, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today. I'd like to thank my guests, Iboloa George, Ojo Ami. Uh, Iboloa, where can we find you online and what are you working on next? You can find me out on um, social medias like LinkedIn and Twitter, which are my most active with my full name, Eboloa George Ojoami. Uh, on Google, you can see most of my works by also searching of my full name, Eboloa George Ojoami. Next project is on imaging maritime security threats, drone attacks. I feel that warfare surrounding certain countries like Ukraine, Russia, Israel, has showcased the utilization of harmed drones. I am interested in throwing more light on the frequency, the uprise, and subscription of these unmanned system modified as weapons that can threaten the maritime environment and possible countermeasures as drones can be both physical and cyber or electronic. Thank you. Well, thank you again for joining us. To listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. I walked up to the barroom counter. Way high, booty in the alley. There I met with Greasiani. Booty down the shimbo now. So help me, Bob, I'm booty in the alley. Way high, booty in the alley. Help me, Bob, I'm booty in the alley. Booty down the shimbo Shimbo now, so help me, Bob, I'm bullying.